breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Yeah, I turned them down on the board over there. Really. My headphones are really low. It's like overall. Is this helping? There's a little <laughs> knob over there you can turn no. them up on. Okay. <laughs> We've got so many issues going on. Aaron, oh. I've got No, there you go. There it is. There, there you go. Wow. There it is. Wow. That was me, Ruben. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um Power outages still. Mm-hmm. We we understand, but what I what I don't understand is people acting like this is the purge. Yeah, this is craziness. That, that that a post like this even has to be posted in the in one of the Broadmoor uh, Facebook pages. Uh, let me read this to you. Okay. Y'all, please make sure to be kind to the linemen and journeymen and women working in our pow- working on our power out here. They're working nonstop in this heat wave, and a lot of them from outside of their home states. It doesn't hurt to be kind and grateful to them, which, gosh, I would think it would be the natural. Absolutely. But, and I continue, I met a Texas crew this morning, and he said they've been getting yelled at and cussed more often than not. Wow. And that's not the impression we want to leave to these guests to our city and state. We're all hot, on edge, and miserable. If you don't have anything nice to say to them, please just say thank you and go back inside so they can work. Or say nothing. Go away with your miserable self. Get out of here. Aaron, I don't even know how to... That, that's this is what kind of human are you? Like these guys are like it's their fault. Do you really think it's the lineman's fault that your power is out? Please. Do you think it's Swepco's fault yes. that your power is out? Swepco's doing all they can to get the power on. You know, yes, and they will reevaluate after it's over and go, "Hey, what could we have done better? What can we do to sure. be- better prepare for something like this?" You can't prepare for this kind of storm. This was a monster storm. Nobody could have predicted this. I'm, I'm, and I'm hearing more. I've got to confirm another story I heard about what happened in Bozier, Shady Grove, but I'm not going to say it on the air yet until I confirm it. But, um, it, it's and similar. if that's true, if that's true, Aaron, I, I shame on you. Y- yeah. And, the, and another thing that's pibbing me up today, come on. Stop posting on social media. Who's going to pay me for all my food I had to throw away? Nobody. Suck it up, buttercup. Ain't nobody going to pay you for your food. It's It's not going to happen. Poop happens. This is what happens with an entitlement society. Oh. And, you know, the, yeah, the Red Cross will come in and they will help some people if you had to have emergency housing. And they may even give some people some emergency food. And that's fine. But it'll be people who need it. It'll be people who are really desperate. It won't be people who just, hello, show my freezer full of deer meat or whatever. 
Get over it. One of, one of my favorite stories so far is is one that you posted about the guy cleaning out his freezer and just throwing a great big fish fry. Yes. Y'all come on. Everybody come on. T- till I don't it's want gone. fish to go to waste. Y'all come on. I'm frying it up. Have some fish. You want some fish? I'm serving it. Here's my address. I was like, wow. What a guy. And that's happened all over town. I mean, sure, that's right. just one example. But a lot of people, have, those folks are great. They're awesome. And, you know, and I, I think most people are. I want right. to believe that most people are. Mm-hmm. And and I, ha- I hesitate to bring this up because people are going to bitch and moan about me because I barely lost my power. So I, I hazard to, to bring it up. But I'm like, come on. Stop posting. Who's going to pay for my food that I lost because I got my freezers off? It's not going to happen. People aren't going to come in and pay you for your food. I'm right. so sorry. I'm so sorry for you. I apologize. I wish I could have helped you. You could have come stored it in my freezer. I'd have been good with that. For a T-bone no, or careful. two. Careful. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> careful. But it, it's just a... We have turned into such a whiny society. Well, we want to yes. whine about everything. Absolutely. And we want. We look for things to get offended by. And and I'm going to challenge you. Before you, I'm going to let you whine all you want. No, you no, no, you no. have permit. You have permission to whine, as long as before you whine, you lift a finger to help somebody. Go do something. Help somebody today, and then you can whine. You get permission for one help, one whine. Okay, I think that's fair. Go cut a tree up. You can whine. Yeah. Go move something off somebody's house. Then you can whine. If you're just whining, stop it. You, you look ridiculous. You're better than that. I, it, it's hard for me to fathom. These guys are getting yelled at and attacked. I know. I know. This, I, I have heard, you know, it, what, I worked with the Bojer Police Department for, gosh, almost 15 years or longer. And, and I understand people getting mad at the police, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're there at the worst situation in oh, their life probably. Tempers flaring, it, yeah. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Firefighters, are, they're always, heroes. everybody welcomes yeah. the fire to fire, they're you know? And, and they do, I'm not saying they don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But I have heard of instances of people attacking firefighters. Yes, they're now getting vests, believe it or not. Are you kidding me? Mm. You're going to attack linemen that are there to... to And these guys have come in from Delaware. They've come in from all over the country, from Texas. I mean, and a lot of them don't have to. No, they don't. They don't have to come over. No. They volunteer and, to go. Now they're getting paid well. Don't get me wrong. Right, but, but they sign up to do for this. the service. Mm-hmm. They can stay in their home state and do their jobs. They agreed they'll go travel when there's help that needs to be done. We'll go travel, and they do. And they're staying in, you know, hotels or I. I it looked like some of them might even be staying at that big encampment at the fairgrounds. I don't know. I'll ask. I'm curious. I did about notice that. on the interstate a lot of trucks at the hotels. Mm-hmm. I noticed the parking lots are packed. Oh, absolutely. At the hotels as well. And I think the hotel rooms are clearing up a little bit as more powers restored and people get out of the hotels, yeah. so the Swepco crews can have them. But, but I'm just tired of the the, the, the whininess. Ugh, the stop. entitlement society. Oh boy. That's the, yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's what you've created. Yeah. Just be decent. <sighs> I know. These guys are going to go back home and go, man, we went to Shreveport. Those people were and, crazy. And and got attacked yeah. when we're trying to restore power. 
How do you it's defend sad. that? It's really sad. Guys, I hope you realize not all of us are like that. Absolutely not. And and we thank you and God bless the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. Micah McCarty, 101D. One zero one seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. By the way, if you're trying to reach us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, right now we don't have access to it. I think Ruben can see it. Ruben can see your messages. Ruben can see so he can relay to us. He can okay. relate, yeah. He can send us all the great messages and the bad ones. It doesn't matter. We're, we're fine <laughs> with either one. Yeah. Uh, let's do the flip side of people being obnoxious. This is from a Bossier police officer who said... Um, a big thank you to the citizens of Bozier. Myself, along with most of the on-duty officers working traffic, while most of the traffic lights are out, we were out in 100-degree weather with all of our gear on. Citizens kept coming by to all the officers offering cold water continuously. I had someone offer to purchase a dinner for me whenever something was open. I declined. The snow cone place gave me a free snow cone. I offered to pay. They do it for all uniformed law enforcement. Everyone was very good. And in times like this, when you know your food is going bad because you can't yourself get home to start your generator, you're out working. I've been directing traffic to keep everyone safe. Things like just being offered water makes it all good. And for reserves like me, doing it for free goes a long way. We had three reserve officers out Friday, Officer Walsh and Officer Campbell, all day. And I came out later in the afternoon through the evening, got home about 9 or 10 to start my generator. Please say thank you on behalf of Bozier Police and myself for all the officers in the department. That's cool. That's very cool. Those are my boys. I was in the reserve unit for a long time. Yeah, those are... Uh, they. No pay. I know Walsh. Yeah. They're out there for no pay. We were doing training. We were doing training one time. Constant training for Mm -hmm. us. And... um, and, and we were doing this, uh, like, crowd control. And if mm-hmm. you're in a situation and, and the instructor said, first thing you do is you create distance. He said, because yeah. let me tell you what, they don't pay us enough to go toe-to-toe with these sons of you know. Yeah. And he goes, and he looked at us and he goes, hell, they don't pay y'all at all. Yeah. Y'all crazy. <laughs> exactly. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> I, I tell you, incredible. I signed up, though, Aaron. After 9-11, mm-hmm. that's when I said, okay, I'm too old for military service. Right. But I can serve my community in this way. And that's why I did it and signed. And, and it was Man. all volunteer. How long did you do that? Uh, over 15 years. Wow. And, and wow. like Walsh, Officer Walsh, mm-hmm. uh, he was, I was served with him. And Man. Uh, that was probably Rosinski, the reserve chief. Um, I didn't, he, didn't ha- he didn't have his name on it. He sent it think to me through a right. friend. and. Asked if we would thank everybody that's been, and that's know, what helping. I said a minute ago. These these nut jobs that are yelling and cursing at linemen mm-hmm. that are trying to do a job, a very difficult job. I I, I still think that's the minority. Oh, the absolutely. Most people. Yeah. I don't mean minorities. I mean the minority of of people sure. in the community. Yeah. That most of us are grateful. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I hope these guys, when they go back, and girls, gals, yeah, have an impression that yes, we are grateful, right, for the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. and, and and recognize that. So appreciative, and and my, there's going to be there's going to be nut jobs, yeah, 
no but matter what. Seriously, think about this. 110 degree heat index. These Swepco guys are in full gear. They're, they're, they've got all that stuff on. They've got those harnesses on. I was watching them working on the levee over there on Preston. And they had full gear up in those bucket trucks. And it was close to noon. Yeah, it was about noon when mm-hmm. I went through there. And I thought, golly, that's miserable. And you can see them. They're literally dripping. with. Oh, they look sure. like they've been dunked in a swimming pool. Right. And it ain't cool pool it's hot right and i thought god bless you god thank you for for what you do and you know every day you're willing to do that and whoo and i know people are still upset they still want their power they're working as fast and hard as they can and we'll get an update from uh, michael corbin with swepco coming up right after Turned my mic off, didn't you? One of, I thought we had another issue on our hands. Oh, when, boy. <laughs> I couldn't hear you in my headphones. Oh. No, you just goofed the button. 1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Now, in addition to the, 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 the lunacy going on all around us, mm-hmm. we've got our own issues here yeah. with with technology. Yeah, it's kind of inside baseball. We're just kind of, we're on... If, if we're a eight-cylinder car, we're on four, you think? <laughs> yeah, we're sputtering down the interstate going yeah. about 20, so don't honk at us. We're doing the best we can. I we're think, pedaling as fast as we can. I think we're a Tesla with about 10 miles left to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 Don't come at me, Tesla people. Please yeah. stop. I love Teslas. I'd have one if I had a good... Well, we've got Garden buttons system. here on the table yeah. and, and uh, to turn on our mics on and off ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ruben can do it over on the board. Yeah, if we go and, crazy. And the, during the bumper music, I just started started the break. Apparently, mm-hmm. I didn't turn my mic on. <laughs> I just started talking. And my mic button light is not working, so that's dangerous. <laughs> Because that mic could be on and I not know about it. And y'all know I'm, how that could get dangerous. I'm keeping a very close eye. I bet you are. I bet you are. <laughs> I, Aaron, you, you're like, you've been in this long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been doing this over 40 years. Oh, yeah. You've been right there. You know, mm-hmm. we're this exact same age. Um, you always treat a mic like it's live. Oh, yeah. Always. If I'm talking bad about somebody, y'all see me do it all the time. What do I do with my mic? I sling it the <laughs> other way. <laughs> I, I, real quick, in that room right behind me, mm-hmm. I had another talent years and years and years ago doing a remote broadcast. I'm running the board during the morning show, you know, slam full of commercials, traffic, you know, everything. Yeah. And she's just going on and on and on. And I had turned my mic off. Right. And I was sitting back and I went, on like that <laughs> thinking i was off off the air oh well the sub feed was feeding through the phone line which was on and it was and it oh, went, and it went. on the air and and then when she goes oh well i guess i better wrap it up <laughs> my heart went into oh, my bowels no yeah so you never know that mike never know <laughs> never know michael corbin going to be joining us from swepco coming up
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, which does still work, Michael Corbin, VP at Swepco. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are y'all? My, my first question I have to ask, I, I read a, a post from the Broadmoor Neighborhood Facebook page about linemen getting cursed at and yelled at. Have you had a, is this a huge issue or is this something the, the guys are talking about? There, there is not a huge issue with it. You know, everyone is stressed at this point and, uh, we've had a long few days and it's not unusual for there to be, uh, a few unruly people who go out and talk to the linemen. Uh, I, I saw a, a few Facebook posts. I can't necessarily confirm that. It happened like that because there's a number of Facebook myths about power restoration that that I've seen the past few days. Mm -hmm. But I would just ask everybody to, you know, please have patience. Uh, If linemen are in their neighborhood, they're coming to you. And um, I kind of use the analogy of being at the airport. If you're going to yell at the ticket agent because there's a problem with your flight, that ticket agent is a, your only friend at the airport, and it's the same here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, good if, luck with that. If, yeah. If if uh, you want to go have a confrontation uh, with the lineman, here's what you're doing. You're slowing them down. You're <laughs> you're being a fool, and uh, it could be that much longer before you get power. Have you yeah, had good to? Luck have, with I, I want to get to the overall numbers, which is what people most care about. But have you actually had to move people out of any neighborhoods because? of trouble with people has that happened at all uh not that i'm aware of. okay i mean uh, our our guys are trained guys and girls are are trained with this we we have ha- unfortunately had incidents you know throughout the year and throughout the years so so they know what to do they know they know what safety measures to take and, and when to stand down because they're they're not going to stand there and argue with somebody or, or put up with uh, foolishness at all Let's go over the big picture. I've got, uh, I'm looking are, at yeah. the map now. Looks like we've gone down from over what almost a quarter million or over a quarter million at the highest point. We're down to ninety five thousand eight hundred eighty three without power. Yeah, is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, and, and and those numbers vary just a little bit, but I will say that at six a.m. swept co wide, we were around ninety nine thousand, and uh, Treeport. Specifically, or Northwest Louisiana, Shreveport, Bossier area, uh, we're down to about fifty-six thousand, mm-hmm. and that is uh, that's a fifteen or sixteen thousand drop from yesterday. Uh, and I'll just say those numbers may still be a little bit high um, as we're bringing circuits online. Sometimes the system's a little bit slow to respond. So, so the general trend is certainly where we want it to be. We're making progress, made huge progress yesterday. I think all of our substations were re-energized last night. Uh, so that means we can get, we can get, uh, power out of the neighborhoods as the lines are repaired. So, uh, we're certainly going the right direction. And I think we're going to see, uh, a lot because we didn't have storms last night, even mm-hmm. though we were worried about that. I think we're going to see big progress uh, today and tomorrow. Michael, we're talking to Michael Corbin with Swepco. I'm seeing I'm seeing people posting still yesterday, last night, that their power went back off. Or explain how you're. Sometimes you're having to turn some areas off as you as you regenerate the juice. Uh, is that you use it yeah, in your Swepco words? 
there's a there's a few things. And and first, there is a team of people that we haven't talked about that work in our control centers, and they're able to move power around where power is able to go. So a lot of times they do something we call switching. So you may normally be fed from a site over here, and because the wires are down, they can feed your house or your business from a different site and reroute reroute the power. So we've not talked about them, but they're working hard as well, and they're putting in long days and nights to keep keep the lights in. So they're doing a lot of work. But the other part also is as we get power to substations and we begin to send that power out through lines into neighborhoods, uh, it, it is not out of the out of the ordinary for power to come on and then we discover a fault in the line somewhere and have to have to shut it off temporarily for safety purposes. Uh, there could be a power outage, a brief power outage while we're switching you from one source to another. And and another thing is um, you know, when you re energize a line in a neighborhood, let's say you live in Broadmoor where maybe there's, you know, five hundred residences on a line. When we put power to that again, 500 residences, every light switch is on, central air conditioning zone. <laughs> right. You know, you know, so, so I would encourage folks, uh, you know, if your power's still out and you, and you don't have an electronic thermostat and you have the ability to do it, turn your AC units off. Go ahead and turn those light switches off. You're going to know when the power comes on. But, but every little thing like that multiplied by the number of houses really makes a difference when, when that power comes back on and, and increases in it. You know, it's not quite the load on the system. Michael Corbin with or it may be a little early for this conversation, but uh, you guys, after this is all restored, you can sit back and go, oh, my gosh. And, you, and But I know you're going to evaluate um, this situation. What could we have done differently? Is there anything that was – obviously, the storm was unexpected in its magnitude, but – is there anything that you know that you guys are going to implement? Do you know of that uh, that might prevent this the the magnitude of what we we're experiencing? I think that's a great question. Uh, the bigger part of all this is this storm was predicted to pass through and have thirty mile an hour wind, and 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 it popped up last minute. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, it's in Texas and then it's on top of us. If there's an ice storm, um, if there's a hurricane, and, and oh, by the way, we're watching the, the the tropics right now because there's a tropical storm out there. Mm. Uh, but but with almost every other event, we have some sort of warning, and we can put people on notice of, hey, we need you to be here. Um, when during some of the winter weather, uh, when during snowmageddon. We knew it was coming. We had crews on the way to help us, but we had so few power outages, we were able to, to place a call and say, hey, y'all turn around. We're not going to need you. So so I don't think it's that we, there's that much we can do different. It's that a storm like this, if we're going to continue to see these weather patterns, we're going to have to to have some discussions about is there any additional prep we can do mm-hmm. and um, – uh, but I think we've had a real we've had a really good response. Now, you know, if you're listening to us on your cell phone and, and your house is still dark, you may not agree with me. Right. But considering considering the magnitude of this, mm-hmm. I think we've had a really good response 
and a quarter million um, people without keep, power. Yeah, yeah. We just keep going back to. I, I saw a bunch of aerial photos of transmission lines yesterday, and uh, it, you just the average person doesn't understand the magnitude of what happened. Michael Corbin, one more thing. Um, I, I'm also, some people are realizing that they may get power back on in their neighborhood, but there may be a connection issue at their house where they have to have an electrician. Can you explain yes. that and, and who that impacts and how you can know if that's one of your problems? Yes, if, if you would uh, go look in your house, if you have overhead service to your house, and a tree limb may have fallen on your service line uh, that comes from the utility pole to your house. If it has pulled that equipment away from the house, uh, if it has damaged your electric meter and the box that the electric meter connects to, uh, encourage you to call an electrician because we'll have those situations where um, we're powering up a circuit in a neighborhood, and if there are homes that cannot safely accept electricity, we won't power them. So this is a good time to go out and, and check for damage to your weatherhead. Now, you and, mean you uh, won't power that home or you won't power that entire we region? We won't We won't power that home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you can because look for that, that or you can have an electrician come look for that, correct? Yes. yes. But it's yes. not something Swepco can do. Swepco is not responsible for, for your weatherhead and meter box. Gotcha. Michael Corbin, Swepco, thanks for your time. Thanks. Talk mm-hmm. to you tomorrow. All right, mm-hmm. Michael. Thank you. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Is the Y, have they been open? They have, yeah, they have power. They're, they, you know, they're in the Aaron McCarty grid, right? So, um, they've they've had Aaron, power, yeah. Aaron's world, we're all just <laughs> living in it. They went out a pretty uh, slight amount of time. Um, Friday they were out for a little while, but for the most part, they've had power. Now I was at, uh, you know, all weekend, uh, Channel Three on Kings Highway has had power. In fact, I, <laughs> my studio is in the, you know, the back of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC. No, no issues yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. In fact, I slept there Friday right. night and Saturday <laughs> night in in a chair in my office. Comfy? Uh, no, not at all. But I had AC, so I'm not complaining. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and I could watch the F1 race right. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday afternoon, I'm still at the studio. Right about five o'clock. Right at f- almost straight up five o'clock. Yeah. And and my room in the back, and I've got these boots. These heavy audio, audiometric testing boots. Oh, so it's the best sounding room in town. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oh Went no! Completely dark. Oh no! Computer shut off. <gasps> I'm, I'm working. Oh no! And it's like. <sighs> And I and I went out and, and right across the hallway is I can go directly into the studio into the yeah. great big new studio. Mm-hmm. Dark oh. and you hear beep beep boom beep. Oh yeah, beep. all the alarms. You know are all the alarms. They lost power. I, I'm to assuming the whole the, building. Yeah, wow. the whole building went down. And they I have think a generator, a of course, block. don't they? There were some things that kicked back on. Yeah. In the new in the studio, you know, like there. here we have certain things on our generator, right. not everything, right? And like I've our, got one of those UPS systems in mm-hmm. my studio, so my computer itself didn't go down. Okay. So you don't burn up your computer. Right, right. But uh, 
So people were like, Jim Priest off the air. You know, know. yeah, they, they, I don't know, like, I'm, Corbin said, you know, sometimes they have to take things Mm -hmm. off to, to move power around. I had a new big tree limb down this morning. There was one on Greenway that did not fall during the weekend. No, yesterday. It just fell yesterday. And it, and it just fell yesterday. It's about to fall across the roadway or on my patio. I'm crossing my fingers. It's roadway. I hope it's not your car it gets, but. I'm hoping it's not my patio, yeah. but we'll see. Coming up after uh, the news at 7, Shreveport Fire Chief Clarence Reese Jr. going to be joining us talking about their updates with Mike and McCarty. One of- One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and in studio with us, Shreveport Fire Chief Clarence Reese Jr. joining us, coming running into the door like he's on a call, man, <laughs> buttoning his shirt up, running in. Well, they didn't need the jaws of life to get me out from under a table today, so that's a good thing. <laughs> you guys, uh, we were looking at the Cato nine one one calls, and it's just. Medical emergency, medical emergency, medical emergency, after call, after call, after call. You guys, is this all heat-related? Uh, no, some of it is our regular uh, EMS runs, uh, but I will say that we have increased our EMS medical calls when we've added that heat and also uh, generator emergencies. Okay, let's generator go over that. Generator emergencies. Well, let's go over yes. the generator protocol. People because like me that aren't mm-hmm. real familiar with them. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're going to use one because you want something on. Uh, what do people need to be aware of? Uh, just making sure that you follow manufacturer's recommendations. When you take it out of the box or just simply Google it, just move that generator away from the house. Make sure that about 15 to 20 feet away from the house. You can't, don't put it in a covered area like your patio, garage, and also move it away from, uh, move the exhaust away from windows and doors. That's where we're seeing, uh, the CO exposure. People think they can put it, set it up like in another room. And and run it. Mm-mm. You can't do that because it is it is emitting exhaust like an like a well. It's a gasoline engine. It's like running your car in your living room, right? right. Absolutely. I about to say you don't sit in your garage with your car started with the door down. It's the, it's essentially the same thing. You have to move that generator away from that house and make sure that that exhaust is not pointing toward a window or a door. We're actually putting out signs. State fire marshals, state fire marshals office brought some signs down that we're actually putting out uh, around town right now. If people have questions about the generator safety or anything with regard to that can they get information at 211 or um they'll help them too right absolutely 211 has been an excellent resource during this uh, time of need for most citizens uh within our community so absolutely 211 or uh, uh facebook uh, mm-hmm. Parish of Caddo, uh, Shreveport Fire Department, Shreveport Police Department, Homeland Security, our Caddo Sheriff's Office. Everybody's been putting out those uh, information bullets. The other thing that we need to worry about is the heat advisory. We're looking at a heat index today. I think I saw 110, yes. which mm-hmm. is dangerous. <clears throat> Very much so. Uh, and unfortunately, because we don't have air in our homes right now, there's not a whole lot we can do other than, you know, especially when we're sitting outside, uh, you know, wear loose and light-colored clothing, make sure you hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's going to be one of your most important things while you're, uh, as you're going through that continuum of heat emergencies. You don't want to have the uh, the cramping once that starts. You know, you, you should have been drinking water well before then, but uh, medications and alcohol also affect that. 
Uh, so back off of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch the medications. And when that's you say hydrate, like like right now, I've got this big cup of coffee. That's not hydration because mm, no. that's and and iced tea is the same way. It's actually a diuretic, right? That uh that caffeine that's in, that's in there is a natural mm-hmm. diuretic. Uh, even though there's a lot of water in coffee, it still does not <laughs> that still does not work. Let me ask you some signs. If you um, are worried about you have heat stroke or heat exhaustion or whatever it might be, what are some early warning signs? Uh, so, of course, some of those heavy, uh, heavy sweating, uh, the uh, right when it muscle cramps and the pain. <clears throat> and then when it gets a little bit more serious, once you start getting nausea, vomiting, uh, those muscle cramps continue, dizziness, headache. Those are some of those signs where you absolutely want to go ahead and get 911 uh, or get emergency services en route uh, to have you checked out. If you're the person that is watching these signs and symptoms on someone else, you want to make sure that you cool them down, uh, fan them. Move them to a cool environment underneath a tree uh, mm-hmm. would be a whole lot better than out in the direct sunlight. And make sure, of course, you call 911. And w- would you put um, cool, wet, damp rags around their face or chest? I mean, where would you Absolutely. go with that? Around their neck. So those mm-hmm. cooling points that you would like to do are the back of the neck, mm-hmm. underneath the arm. So if you have some ice packs maybe or those are just cool washcloths, put them underneath their armpits and also right between their growing area or mm-hmm. in, the, in the groin area. And are are elderly and youngsters more uh, vulnerable to right. the heat? Uh, more so the uh, our elderly population. Uh, they tend to keep it hot. They don't have their body doesn't really regulate temperature the way it used to. Uh, so they don't realize that they're going through heat emergencies <clears throat> until it's almost too late. Okay. And but the simplest thing you can do is drink water. Mm-hmm. Just yes. continually, even if you're not thirsty, just sip on some water. Right. right. My other question to you, Chief, we're talking to Chief Clarence Reese, Jr. Um, Heat of the day, it's 100 degrees. You can be in your house where it's very hot, probably 90, or you can be outside maybe on a covered porch in the shade with some air circulating. What is best? I mean, I'm I'm curious. Right. So it's going to be outside where you have some air circulating. Okay. Uh, inside of a home where there's nothing, there's no ventilation, uh, that is going to be a lot more dangerous for you. Uh, so, I mean, even if you're sitting on the sidewalk, maybe around the shade, even the breeze from the cars may mm-hmm. help. Okay. And we have cooling centers set up across the city. Yes. Correct. And it's best probably to get there. Uh, absolutely. If you have that uh, chance or now is a good time to start, if the, if the libraries are coming back up, make sure you hit one of your libraries where the AC is working. Mm-hmm. Small shopping centers. Uh, you know, just window shopping at this yeah. point. At least it's some type of air, some type of ventilation. Use those. Have we had any? Um, I know I, I talked to the coroner yesterday and he told me he hadn't had any severe problems yet with regard, but are we, we, you got to be worried about it. I know it's coming up in your conversations, right? Absolutely. We have another meeting at eight o'clock this morning. And that's part of our, uh, incident action plan is making sure we know what to do with the information if someone does, uh, if we suspect it is a heat related emergency or a, uh, or a rescue, uh, or recovery from aftermath of the, uh, of the storm. Okay. And 911 is the best option if you think, you know, that it's an emergency. Absolutely. Okay. Chief Clarence Reese, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Stay safe. 1017.
1017 FM 710 Keo Mike and McCarty. One thing that's been we've been blessed with is the fact that uh we haven't had more storms following up over the weekend. So all yeah, the crews right. yeah, I know oh, I know I, 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 I what <laughs> When I used to do um, PA announcing for the Shreveport captains, and we were in the PA room, you know, overlooking the field, and there were, I got there, there must have been four or five of us in that room because I was on one end as, as the announcer. The guy next to me was like the official scorer. Then there was somebody, a statistician next to them, a statistician, uh, the scoreboard operator. So there was several of us in there, and you were forbidden forbidden to say wow the game's going by quick tonight oh yeah yeah i can't do that Mm -mm. shut up Mm. and then before you know it you're into the 14th inning it's 10 30 at night nobody is in the stadium anymore everybody's gone except for you guys i shouldn't have jinxed us then yeah no storms well i hope we don't i had another tree though come down last night believe it or not it wasn't a whole tree it was a big big branch that I guess had been dangling and I didn't notice it. And my subdivision has a really great lawn crew that comes. I mean, um, the moment the storm hit, they were there. And so they're going to have to come back today because there's another big old tree dangling. I'll tell you like I told my daughter. Mm-hmm. When my daughter got to school, yeah, she was uh, the number two recruit in the country mm-hmm. for swimming. And she, and, and she uh, accepted the offer to Auburn. Right. Which at the time was the number one program in the country. We'll forgive her for that. I know. I know. Believe me. I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I felt like I was going into enemy territory. Wrong tigers. But um, we checked her in and she went into the athletic, you know, dorms. Mm-hmm. Aaron, you know, all their me. I mean, it, it, I looked at her. And I said, I want you to realize, I mean, they don't even have to go to the bookstore. Whatever courses they're signed up, those books are brought to them. The, you know, they've got their own advice. I said, I hope you realize you're not living in the real world. Right. And I told her, I said, the the average college experience is not like this. No, it's not. very blessed. Mm Mm-hmm. Aaron, I'm going to tell you. I know. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I know. Your average, your your life is not the average life experience. It's not. <laughs> I know. I'm not know. begrudging you that. I know. And I know. And I know you know. I've been We're very, very lucky. We are. We and really. You know are. what? I can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't live in a gated community. Can you like, Im- like some others? <laughs> can you imagine though being a lineman today? Or in the past few days, and you're getting up, uh, it's like Groundhog Day. Again, you're going back yeah. out where people are ticked, people are hot and bothered, and they're mad at you because you don't have their power back on. And, um, you know, as we heard, you know, some people are hollering at the swept co-workers and acting stupid. <laughs> I, I just can't fathom that. You know, it, it's like, don't yell at the guy who's preparing your hamburger. <laughs> why why would you yell at him? Yeah. What yeah. is wrong with you? Well, Michael said a great thing. It's like if you're at the airport and you're yelling at the person at the counter because the flight was delayed or there was an issue with your flight. Sure. You're yelling at the only friend you've got. Right. At that moment. That's the person the trying one person to help get you on another flight. You. 
Why are you yelling at them? Yeah. Are you a moron? People just, they lose their mind. And, you know, I'm really guilty of I want what I want when I want it. And I go well, a little we crazy. Are. We all are. But I'm not going to abuse others no, in the process. No. I'm not. It's just not going to happen. And I just, and I'm seeing these posts, and I don't know if any of them are true, how many of them are true, but I'm like, holy cow, stop it. It's taken me a long time to get to the point where I am, which is still not, I'm still not at, you know, but when you come across uh, service personnel, whether it's at a, a restaurant or mm-hmm. at a store, and they don't give a crap. Yeah. You know, and and you get frustrated because they couldn't care less. Right. Whether they're on their phone or they don't know what they're talking about. Or they're not ready to seat you yet and they're talking but, to somebody else. But but it's like, you know what? No matter what I do at that moment, I'm not going to change them. Right. Right. So g- getting mad at them. Mm-hmm. Isn't going to help the situation. No. The best thing I can do is kill them with kindness. Oh, yeah. You oh, they're not used to that. It, but that's it. They're not used make to that. Make an impression. Absolutely. Because no you're not doubt. going to get any way, any other, you know, no. any place, any other way. You're not. Absolutely you're not. You're not going to yell somebody out of a bad situation. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. I haven't looked. I got a I didn't ride the I rode the bike yesterday a little bit. Okay. Um I thought I'm gonna need to fill it up at some point. I haven't I haven't paid any attention. Are the gas stations still nuts? Um, not really. I haven't seen them crazy of late. Um what I found was people were going into the places like the neighborhoods, like the Brookshire's where we went on Pines Road, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that gas station at Preston, and um, um, is it Captain Shreve? They were going where people wouldn't oh, normally okay. go, so they're finding those yeah. out of the way spaces. Because that little gas station on Preston was crazy the other day. Yeah, backing up traffic all the way to Kings. And I don't understand that. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. It's, we were talking earlier this morning. I've never seen the movie The Purge. And honestly, it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Because I, movies yeah. like that, like like the Jeffrey Dahmer story, Mm-mm. that's more disturbing to me than Friday the 13th, okay? Yeah. Or Mike Myers. The Purge for me, and I don't like those kind of movies ever, the Purge was a study in human nature. Well, that's that I found, what's disturbing to me. I found it, uh, oh, amazing. And how the rich could fortify their homes and okay, don't you know, begrudge somebody just because I, they're I know, I know, but then they would still make stupid mistakes and let somebody in. Right. And guess what? You just let the bad guy. I mean it yeah, it's an intriguing movie. Not a fan of violent movies, but I the purge for me was like a really a good study in how humans behave. Well and and you you almost get a glimpse when it when it gets nuts like this. Yes. People oh. a- attacking Line workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did it really happen? We got to find out about that. Lewis Johnson, Bossier City spokesman, going to join us coming up right after the break. Mike and McCarty. 101.
101.7 FM 710 Kio, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Bossier City spokesman Lewis Johnson joining us. Lewis, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Mike? We're doing well. Thank you for uh, uh, taking a moment out of your schedule. We've heard a lot about uh, Shreveport and the officials there. Haven't heard a lot about Bossier. Bossier seems to just quietly do the right thing all the time. Uh, do you, how are your cooling stations coming along? How's your response been there in Bossier? Okay, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that question. Uh, and I'm not even sure how quiet we've been in that um, we've attended um, all of the meetings that's going on. The mayor and his administration attended the meeting yesterday with um, our public commissioner, public service commissioner, Foster Campbell, and with Brett Madison from SWEPCO. And so um, all of the updates that are going out throughout the uh, region, uh, Bossier City is very much in the mix very much uh, involved. So, uh, And we've also sent out press releases uh, to that effect. Your cooling, where cooling, are your cooling centers? Uh, we have uh, cooling centers at um, Stonewall Baptist Church, which is 807 Eatman, um, as well as Shady Grove, which is uh, our recreational center on Wayne Street. I we, know exactly uh, where one, that is. <laughs> we opened one at the uh, Sheriff's Substation. Um, and there was another one that was being operated by Bossier, Council, uh, Bossier Parish Council on Aging on Bearcat. So um, those were the ones in which we had a cool environment, had cold water, and snacks in order to um, help those um, who needed it uh, during this um, excessive heat without power. And they're open again today. And are those busy? Have they been busy? Um, as I appreciate it, we've had some um, families coming in. But I would not characterize them as busy. Uh, but we are definitely open. We are available. Um, and we are providing those services. So uh, uh, Mayor Chandler has been very adamant about making sure that all services that can be provided, that they are provided. And so um, we are excited about that at this point. We're okay. talking with Lewis Johnson, Bossier City spokesman. Lewis, Aaron came across a post mm -hmm. in one of the neighborhood associations we can't confirm it. When in uh, Laren, you want to read that? Yeah, I'm just gonna go straight to the top. Uh, Lewis, news out of Shady Grove: Bozier police had to disperse a crowd with beanbag bullets after they began screaming at Swepco workers and rocking their utility trucks. Swepco pulled out of the area and informed residents that because of the incident, they would be serviced last. Is this bogus social media hogwash, or is there anything to it? I appreciate the question. Uh, I, too, am familiar with that post. Um, I've contacted our police chief, Chief Daniel Hogan, as well as other members of the police department um, that have been working throughout the evening, and there is absolutely no confirmation um, as relates to that story. Um, there have been no calls for service in that area, and certainly... There have been no reports of any altercations with Swepco. And that is very, very important during the press conference on yesterday and throughout this entire event. Mayor Chandler has really expressed how much he appreciates all the hard work that uh, our utility members are doing and all of the hard work that Swepco is doing. So uh, that's very important, and that is absolutely unconfirmed, and we know nothing about that. If well, Bossier police had used beanbag bullets on anyone, the chief of police would know about it and he would tell you about it, correct? 
absolutely he would know about it. Um, the mayor would know about it. And um, that would certainly be uh, totally um, unacceptable. Um, you know, we know all the hard work that um, these web co-workers are doing. And uh, according to the meeting on yesterday, they've literally come in from all over the country in mm-hmm. order to aid our region during this time. So the only thing we want to do for that group is to show them the utmost of appreciation and the utmost of respect. And I know that the citizens of Bossier, uh, that they feel that way as well. So we cannot confirm that. And um, I, I am comfortable in saying that that is not true. And I think that on behalf, on behalf of our mayor, uh, this is another great opportunity for us to say thank you to the uh, citizens mm-hmm. of Bossier, to those Swepco workers, and certainly to the employees of Bossier. Lewis Johnson, Bossier City spokesman. See, the two things about that. First of all, I am relieved that you say this is not true. You bet. I, th- it, <laughs> it, it makes me feel much better about our citizens. But second, it's disturbing that somebody would make this up, apparently. Yes. And post this. So you, just because you read it on Facebook, just because you see it, don't automatically believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were concerned about it because not only was it posted, but it was posted with uh, relatively great detail. Yeah, and right. So some effort went into that hoax. But um, according to our police chief and our police department, that is absolutely unconfirmed. And so we reported as untrue at this time. Lewis, Lewis Johnson, one more question. If people are yelling at or harassing SWEPCO workers, we we all want them arrested. We want, I mean, leave them alone. Let them do their job. I mean, at what point is it a crime if you get in, if you interfere with these workers? You know, um, uh, if you look at one of the press releases that we've sent out, one of the press releases that has gone out from Mayor Chandler is that he encourages our citizens to be patient during this time. And he specifically speaks about um, the challenges that we have with no power as well as the challenges we have at intersections without traffic lights. So um, he encourages us to uh, approach those intersections as a four-way stop to make sure that we're careful, that we're safe, and that we're patient. We know that it's a difficult time, and everyone is really uh, uncomfortable, to say the least. But um, for us to do anything against SWEPCO workers, I promise you, that in Bossier City, they would definitely be arrested. And uh, our police chief and our mayor finds that completely unacceptable. That would not be taken lightly at all. Lewis Johnson, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. If you need to get any other messages out, let us know. Thank you so very much. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lewis. What a one. One oh one seven FM seventy. That one that happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the cloud. You I, don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, they with Apple. I've got this. You know the program mm-hmm. what, that include. I think it's Apple One. It includes Apple Music, Apple okay. TV Plus, and you know, and then like a billion terabyte of storage in the cloud, but I don't want every picture I take to to be shot up into the cloud. Yeah, you don't want that. I don't want my documents 
Right. Up I, I just, right. not that I have anything to hide. I just don't understand how I filled my cloud. You well, know, that's I'm what like, I'm saying. That's what they're telling me. They're like, oh, you filled your cloud, so you need to upgrade. How did I fill my cloud? The cloud's up there. It's a big cloud. Can't more I pictures go into my cloud? I, I don't understand it. I'm kind of funny about my privacy. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, like you, we've been in radio a long time. I, I had, back when we had phone books, Yeah, I always had an unlisted number. Right, you right. Know, I don't like my cell phone to be given out. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I don't like it on <laughs> publications, like on a work publication list. or Right, I get so that. So I'm, I'm not comfortable with the cloud. Mm-hmm. I can see its benefits. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I, I can I can see where it would have benefits, but I, I don't know. Ruben would be you, Ruben. You're that younger generation. You probably don't care. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those standard things for me. I, I don't think I have any of my pictures saved to the cloud. Not that I take many pictures, but uh, I think all of my contacts in my phone are saved to a cloud. Okay. okay. Let me ask you this: in case I lose them. Let me ask you this. First of all, would you hand me your phone and let me scroll through your pictures? Oh yeah. What? what get, get ready for crazy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, have, I'm the same. Wait, sure. I don't have I mean, anything dirty on my phone. I don't have any. Phone. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Now I'd need to check my. Me. I would. I would need to check my history on my <laughs> internet surfing. That's the only thing I'd need to check. I saw. A I could post. have some private and in, private info from my family. I saw a post one time. It said your best friend is the one that knows if you die unexpectedly. The first thing he's going to do is go clear your browser history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is that the truth, man? No, but kidding. I, I've talked to people like you know. It's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. No, I, I wouldn't stuff. expect it to be. Yeah. Um, but but people and you go and, and like they show oh look at this picture sometimes and then if you swipe they freak out oh yeah <laughs> give me my phone back yeah exactly what there's, do you have on yeah, there there's people in this building you couldn't look at their phone nope. you would blush nope I would be like oh who took that picture oh, oh my gosh no no and then and the and the worst part about it is they send these pictures to each other that's, see that's Remember, you would have to go to the photo booth and get your f- film developed. So you yes. couldn't take pictures because you knew that yes. somebody was going to see them. And now they're snapping pictures of their that and sending it to each other. Why? <laughs> Spe- speaking of sending pictures, I just sent Mike a picture on uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm scared now. Oh, that's another thing, too. I, I, I rarely check Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Oh, I, I get, I, I get I, lots I don't, of those. I live on Facebook Messenger. Which, oh, which one? Old man yells it <laughs> loud. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a still from a Simpsons episode, and it's oh, a paper clipping that it says no. "Old man yells at cloud." Oh, okay. I'm that guy. Yeah, you are that guy. Get off the lawn. Here, here's my Facebook Messenger this morning. Oh Lord, how are you today, ma'am? Oh, sh- oh, oh no. see, that just gives me the creeps. Hey, are you good? Hey, do you need any help? One more for today. Hi, pretty. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Karen McCoy from the American Red Cross going to join us.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, the Executive Director of Northwest Louisiana American Red Cross, Karen McCoy joining us. Karen, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. We um, we know you guys are operating some cooling centers with uh, the power being out. A lot of people don't have air conditioning. Um, how many are, are, are still open? Did we consolidate? Tell me what the situation is. So right now we are, we are helping uh, man some of those cooling centers with the city. And we are also running a shelter, which is a little bit different from a cooling center in the sense that you can stay the night there. We'll have, you know, blankets. We'll have warm food. Um, that is still at Morningstar Baptist Church for the shelter. And we are still helping support those cooling centers. I know we have one at Highland Center. We also have one at Galilee. And they're sprinkled throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Are they being used? I mean, is it, a, is it a huge demand or is it kind of a moderate well, you know, I just talked to one of our elected officials yesterday asking that because I don't have the exact numbers in front of me on the cooling centers. Now, with the shelter, I do have the shelter numbers. Um, and since we've opened, we've had 65 overnight stays. They are being utilized. Um, some people are coming in for a few hours, taking a power nap, getting some food, getting some water, and then heading back to their house. Others, especially if you have elderly and, and younger children, are, are staying the full night. Um, people are also using it to charge, you know, their phones or any type of equipment that they have that they need charged. Um, so, and then some people have medical equipment that requires, um, you know, electricity. And so that they are able to use that at the shelter that we have. Are you helping provide emergency assistance for folks yet to replace food they may have lost or other, other monetary help at this point? Yes. So, those people that call into 1-800-RED-CROSS, basically that information comes straight to us here locally, and we have what we call our disaster action t- team members that contact those individuals. And based on what their needs are, we work with our community partners, um, you know, if they, if they need food or clothing, or if there's something where they need something else. Everybody has their own individual needs with this weather event that occurred because, um, you know, we haven't seen anything like this before. So we basically work through their specific needs to help them um, to help meet those needs that they have. So everything looks a little bit different for each person. And how quickly will folks get help from the Red Cross? I mean, if they're, if you're, and I know, and I'm going to say this quite bluntly, you guys have helped me a couple of occasions during um, flooding. And, and it's almost I mean, what was your damage? What do you need help with? And it was pretty quick and, and painless. So you, you're helping anybody across the community typically, right? That's exactly right. Anybody across the community that has that has damage, we are here to help you. And it can range from, like you said, individual assistance um, to help you get items you may need to mental health. We even have mental health staff available and um, healthcare staff available, like if you've lost your eyeglasses or if there's a medical need or going through this trauma of losing your home or, or going through, um, you know, the devastation of, of a tornado or these straight line winds that we had, um, we have mental health that can help you digest what you've gone through. So anybody that, that needs it, that has had um, damage, definitely call the line if, if there's something that you specifically need and we can help you with. It's 1-800-RED-CROSS, correct? That is correct. 
Okay. Are y'all setting, planning to set up any other shelters or are you going to keep this one at Morningstar? I heard talk about the, the old Sam's on Juella. Uh, is that kind of out of the picture at this point? They have not pulled the trigger on that, to my knowledge. We um, we can fit up to a, around 150, I believe, at Morningstar. So until that were to reach capacity and that, and we've not gotten to that point, if the need arises, we absolutely will pull the trigger. Um, we're working with the city and the local government officials on that. But um, we haven't got to that point yet. But we do have that available to us if the need arises. Talking with Karen McCoy, Executive Director of the Northwest Louisiana American Red Cross. Karen, uh, those that have power, those are, are set up and, and they'd like to volunteer. Maybe they'd like to help. Uh, how, what do you, what do you need in, in form of volunteers? We need all types of volunteers. We can use you in whatever capacity you, you are able to work in. That can even be remotely if you're not comfortable getting out in the field. But I ask that you go to redcross.org, and there's a volunteer link. Click on that link. It'll have a form for you to fill out, and then we'll get back in touch with you. And we have jobs from, like, those disaster action team members that actually go out and meet with people to working in the shelter as a shelter volunteer to helping us with, with logistics, getting those cots that we have to the shelters, getting bottled water to the areas that need them. So we have several different capacities you can work in. Just go to redcross.org and click on the volunteer tab. And if people want to donate things like bottled water or anything like that, where do they bring that kind of thing and what do you need? Okay, so we do not take, and I'm glad you asked that, Aaron, we do not take physical items because we don't have the staff and the capacity to sort through and then hand them out. Um, so we ask for financial donations. You can go to redcross.org and, and financially donate to or bring it by our office or, or mail it to our office. We use those financial donations to purchase those relief supplies. We just don't have the capacity to take in donations and sort through them and, and get them out. And one last thing before we let you go. I know you're busy. Are y'all helping with the feeding for the line workers, and how is that being done? We have not been helping with the feeding with the line workers. We're available to if need be. I was actually in a meeting yesterday, and they were talking about how we have some great, um, I believe it's local restaurants that were helping with that, nice. um, that just stepped up to the plate, which was wonderful. But we have not been asked to help support that as of yet now if this you know the longer it goes we could be and we're and we're here to help if the need arises karen mccoy with the american red cross karen thanks for talking with us this morning thank you so much for having us mm-hmm. 101.7 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Let me let me pull my little Underwood out. Wait, what? My little let me, I'm gonna pull my little Underwood typewriter, typewriter. out. Yeah. I was gonna say Underwood. Oh <laughs> my gosh! It is. You know, I'm, people that are listening to us don't want don't care about this at all. But when, <laughs> well, then by all means, let's talk. about it. I know it. we have to talk about it <laughs> because when we when you are challenged. Uh, technologically, okay, things you oh, you feel uh, yes. com- you feel completely stranded. We have we are we're working on some issues here, and like when you, which no is internet. unrelated. Yeah, it's unrelated to the to the storms, right? Um, but it's like, how did we ever do this? 
without all the technology we now have. And I remember an old Underwood typewriter. Yeah. I literally typed my news out. Bang, 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 bang. And would rip and read from the AP wire. Remember? Yeah. That AP machine. You had to put it in a closet because it continually mm-hmm. was printing out. Oh, they were in, in counters that had the plexiglass covers in yes. here. Yes. And you would have the weather wire going ding, ding, ding. And if weather, and if weather was bad, it would go ding, 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 ding. It would have a little bell on it. Oh, and then the so AP funny. wire would go, and we had it designated to print, you know, certain things. I mean, but now when you realize you don't have access to everything you normally use, I feel like I'm, I really do feel like a fish out of water. And I'm thinking, girl, you did this so, you know, so long without all this nonsense. You got this. Right. But the, oh my gosh. Oh, Lord. Sorry I'm about that. I'm you. Wow. Um... <laughs> The problem is, yeah, we knew how to do that. Right. But this room isn't set up to do that anymore. Yeah, I ain't got no Underwood typewriter down here, nowhere. Yeah. There's, in, in, in I mean, even back in the day when, when we, we used to play records, mm-hmm. okay? Remember those, Ruben? Had to keep, Ruben doesn't know that. <laughs> when I, KMBQ. Remember oh, KMBQ yeah, back in the seven, eight, mm-hmm. 70s and 80s? That's where all the pot smokers were. Al- <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Album was, rock, baby. Mm, album I would rock. queue up like entire half sides of albums mm-hmm. and play. And, uh, and and you can't do that now. All the music is on, on, on the computer. It's yes. on, on, a, on a, a server. It's a different, different ball and game. And so those nightmares that we used to have... Um, I would have, or I'd be in the control room and the song would be fading. There's no more, there's no more records. There are no carts. There's no CDs in the control room. I had nothing. Yes. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And there, because it wasn't on computer. No, nothing was on computer. It was live through the board. Mm -hmm. And, and there, there, honestly, there are a few radio stations where when you hear somebody, that they're actually talking live at that moment. Right. Music stations I'm talking about, not not mm-hmm. news talk. Yeah, we're actually live, obviously. We had a kid here one time. I tell the story. I've told you this, I'm sure. We had a kid here one time that he was trying to pull a piece of music off of a record album. And this was back 10, 15 years ago. We still had a record player in one of the production rooms. So he was trying to get a piece of music off of this album that he wanted. <laughs> And he goes and I starts. I know where this it, is going. And he comes in here, and I think he asked Robert. He goes, "How do you back it up? <laughs> you know, How you, do you li- rewind. You lift the needle up yeah. and you move it back." <laughs> he was like, "Where's the rewind button? Like on a CD player or something?" Oh. Like, oh man. Yeah, you didn't want to. You didn't want to spin it backwards because in those days you tear up the, the needle. The, yeah, it would mess up the stylus. The yeah. stylus. Mm-hmm, the stylus. And I could change a stylus. Could you? Oh heck yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely. Easy. Just, a little, just a little male female plug in thingy there. Yeah. And the turntables in the radio station were they weighed about. I'm oh, not kidding. About oh. 150 pounds. Yes. They were these solid metal that were in down into the console. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the platter, the actual platter was metal. It was heavy. Gosh, yeah. God, oh, Erin, oh, you are man. bringing back memories now. Well, let me get my typewriter out and get me some carbon paper. Where's this carbon paper around here? We don't here? even have uh, our computers. You're, we don't even have internet access. Oh. <gasps> 
uh, you know. God in, forbid. In, I know. Yeah. Isn't that stupid? It is so crazy. It is so crazy. And, you know, you're, I'm typing on a like a notepad or something, crazy screen. Well, anyway. I mean, I've been old school. <laughs> Your I, handwriting I've, I've got my notebook. Oh, that, man. You know, I make notes and on our guests and things like that. And um, so I still do that. Yeah. Now. I have a a, a a a pad like an like an iPad, mm-hmm. but it's specifically for note taking. Ah, okay. But it's so advanced, <laughs> you can write on it. Okay, it, it would lose me. You can write on it, and then you can hit a thing, and it'll transcribe your handwriting to to text. And it could not it read yourself. my handwriting. That's what I'm I, I still have to learn how to use it. Yeah, exactly. You see, you see what I still have? My <laughs> <know>. notebook. Notebook. <laughs> oh, boy. Michael Corbin from Swepco spoke with us earlier this morning, giving us an update uh, on the uh, power restoration services. Hear that conversation at 840 with Mike and McCormick. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty coming up next. Michael Corbin from Swepco will join us to talk about the efforts to restore power in the area. That's next here on Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, which does still work, Michael Corbin, VP at Swepco. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are y'all today? My, my first question I have to ask, I, I read a, a post from the Broadmoor Neighborhood Facebook page about linemen getting cursed at and yelled at. Have you had a, is this a huge issue or is this something the, the guys are talking about? There, there is not a huge issue with it. You know, everyone is stressed at this point, and uh, we've had a long few days. And it's not unusual for there to be uh, a few unruly people who go out and talk to the linemen. Uh, I, I saw a, a few Facebook posts. I can't necessarily confirm that it happened like that because there's a number of Facebook myths about power restoration that, that I've seen the past few days, mm-hmm. but I would just ask everybody to, you know, <clears throat> please have patience. Uh, if you, linemen are in their neighborhood, they're coming to you. And, um, I kind of use the analogy of being at the airport. If you're going to yell at the ticket agent because there's a problem with your flight, that ticket agent is a, your only friend at the airport. And it's <laughs> the same here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Good if, luck with that. If, yeah. If, if uh, you want to go have a confrontation uh, with the lineman, here's what you're doing. You're slowing them down. You're <laughs> you're being a fool, and uh, it could be that much longer before you get power. Have you yeah, had good to? Luck have, with I, I want to get to the overall numbers, which is what people most care about. But have you actually had to move people out of any neighborhoods because of trouble with people? Has that happened at all? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I mean. Uh, our our guys are trained. Guys and girls are are trained with this. We we have ha- unfortunately had incidents, you know, throughout the year and throughout the years. 
So, so they know what to do. They know they know what safety measures to take and, and when to stand down because they're they're not going to stand there and argue with somebody or, or put up with uh, foolishness at all. Let's go over the big picture. I've got, uh, I'm looking are, at yeah. the map now. Looks like we've gone down from over what almost a quarter million or over a quarter million at the highest point. We're down to ninety five thousand eight hundred eighty three without power. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and those numbers vary just a little bit. But I will say that at 6 a.m. Swepco wide, we were around 99,000. And uh, Shreveport specifically, or northwest Louisiana, Shreveport, Bossier area, uh, we're down to about 56,000. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, that's a 15 or 16,000 drop from yesterday. Uh, and I'll just say those numbers may still be a little bit high. Um, as we're bringing circuits online, sometimes the system's a little bit slow to respond. So, so the general trend is certainly where we want it to be. We're making progress, made huge progress yesterday. I think all of our substations were re-energized last night. Uh, so that means we can get, we can get, uh, power out in the neighborhoods as the lines are repaired. So, uh, we're certainly going the right direction, and I think we're going to see uh, a lot because we didn't have storms last night, even though we were mm-hmm. worried about that. I think we're going to see big progress uh, today and tomorrow. Michael, we're talking to Michael Corbin with Swepco. I'm seeing I'm seeing people posting still yesterday, last night, that their power went back off. Or explain how you're. Sometimes you're having to turn some areas off as you as you regenerate the juice. Uh, is that you use it yeah, in your Swepco a- words? There's a there's a few things and and first there is a team of people that we haven't talked about that work in our control centers and they're able to move power around where power is able to go so a lot of times they do something we call switching so you may normally be fed from a site over here and because the wires are down they can feed your house or your business from a different site and reroute reroute the power so. We've not talked about them, but they're working hard as well, and they're putting in long days and nights to keep keep the lights on. So they're doing a lot of work. But the other part also is as we get power to substations and we begin to send that power out through lines into neighborhoods, uh, it, it is not out of the out of the ordinary for power to come on, and then we discover a fault in the line somewhere. And have to have to shut it off temporarily for safety purposes. Uh, there could be a power outage, a brief power outage, while we're switching you from one source to another. And and another thing is, um, you know, when you re-energize a line in a neighborhood, let's say you live in Broadmoor, where maybe there's, you know, 500 residences on a line. When we put power to that again, 500 residences, every light switch is on. Central air conditioning zone, <laughs> right? You know, you know. So, so I would encourage folks, uh, you know, if your power's still out and you and you don't have an electronic thermostat and you have the ability to do it, turn your AC units off. Go ahead and turn those light switches off. You're going to know when the power comes on. But, but every little thing like that, multiplied by the number of houses, really makes a difference when when that power comes back on and, and increases in it. You know, it's not quite the load on the system. Michael Corbin with Swepco. Are, and it may be a little early for this conversation, but uh, you guys, after this is all restored, you can sit back and go, oh, my gosh. And, you, and But I know you're going to evaluate 
um, this situation? What could we have done differently? Is there anything that was, obviously the storm was unexpected in its magnitude, but is there anything that, you know, that you guys are going to implement that you know of that, uh, that might prevent this, the, the magnitude of what we were experiencing? I think that's a great question. Uh, the bigger part of all this is this storm was predicted to pass through and have 30 mile an hour wind. And, and, and it popped up last minute. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, it's in Texas and then it's on top of us. If there's an ice storm, um, if there's a hurricane and, and oh, by the way, we're watching the, the, the tropics right now because there's a tropical storm out there. Mm. Uh, but, but, with almost every other event, we have some sort of warning, and we can put people on notice of, hey, we need you to be here. Um, when During some of the winter weather, uh, when, during snowmageddon, we knew it was coming. We had crews on the way to help us, but we had so few power outages, we were able to, to place a call and say, hey, y'all turn around. We're not going to need you. So, so. I don't think it's that we, there's that much we can do different. It's that a storm like this, if we're going to continue to see these weather patterns, we're going to have to to have some discussions about is there any additional prep we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but I think we've had a real we've had a really good response. Now, you know, if you're listening to us on your cell phone and, and your house is still dark, you may not agree with me. Right. But considering considering the magnitude of this mm-hmm. i think we've had a really good response and a quarter million um, people without keep, power yeah yeah we just keep going back to i, I saw a bunch of aerial photos of transmission lines yesterday and uh it you just the average person doesn't understand the magnitude of what happened michael corbin one more thing um I, also some people are realizing that they may get power back on in their neighborhood but there may be a connection issue at their house where they have to have an electrician can you explain yes. that and and who that impacts and how you can know if that's one of your problems yes if if you would uh go look in your house if you have overhead service to your house and a tree limb may have fallen on your service line uh, that comes from the utility pole to your house if it is pull that equipment away from the house, uh, if it has damaged your electric meter and the box that the electric meter connects to, uh, encourage you to call an electrician because we'll have those situations where um, we're powering up a circuit in a neighborhood, and if there are homes that cannot safely accept electricity, we won't power them. So this is a good time to go out and, and check for damage to your weatherhead. Now you mean and, you uh, won't power that home, or you won't power that entire we region? We won't. We won't power that home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you can because look for that, that, or you can have an electrician come look for that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. not something Swepco can do. Swepco is not responsible for for your weatherhead and meter box. Gotcha, Michael Corbin, Swepco. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Talk mm-hmm. to you tomorrow. All right, mm-hmm. Michael. Thank you. What do I? One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. I'm I'm so glad that Shady Grove story ended up not being true. Yes, absolutely. Now, he did say it's unconfirmed. Right. He didn't say no it didn't happen, wasn't true. I think he's said-
said, I feel pretty confident right. saying it's not true. We're talking about uh, Lewis Johnson mm-hmm. earlier this morning, Bozier uh, spokesman that uh, talked with us. Because we asked about that incident mm-hmm. that was posted on social media. Attacking linemen, rocking yeah. their trucks. I know. And if and if that bucket is extended, and they're oh and, and you start rocking that truck, yeah, talk no. about. So I I am glad. And and Aaron, I would think I I got a text from a friend of mine that this would be more common than the other. Uh, my friend said. Kevin Gannon, and let me give props out, owner of the barn at Coyote Creek, bought all the guest linemen out on McCain Road pizza yesterday. Nice. Showing southern hospitality and thankfulness. That's happening all over town. I think that's going to be, you know, the more these guys that have come in and gals that have come in from across the country Mm -hmm. to help. Right. They they did. No, but I don't think they said go. You know, they probably said, hey, we need some help. Who Mm -hmm. will who will go help? Right. Exactly. Twenty eight hundred workers from across three thousand workers. Have you seen the fairgrounds? Our area fairgrounds is just piled with trucks. I mean, just uh, one right after another. I want to remind you, too, because I came up on another out traffic light yesterday, a couple of them. And. Again, treat it like a four-way oh, they, stop. Oh, Aaron, I watched him on Uri Drive. You, it, when the car in front of you goes, doesn't mean you go with them. Right, right. It means they go, then it's the next person's turn. It's not like, oh, a few cars go from this side, and then a few cars go from the other. I almost got crashed into yesterday. I, I, I was coming up on an intersection, and some poor guy was trying to turn left. Mm. off Yuri and the oncoming traffic didn't even slow down no they're just blowing through it and this and I and I pulled up next to the guy and stopped yeah and and then people started going oh oh like the right. car next to me then stopped and mm-hmm. then traffic started it's like it's a four-way stop right when there's no light working signal and again a reminder about the generators they do not belong inside your house inside your garage Put them out in the backyard, out in the side yard, 15 feet from the home if you can, and run the lines into your home. I took the um, umbrella from our table in the backyard Mm -hmm. and set it up because I put the generator outside, out in the backyard. Right. Close to the house, but not right next to the house. And I put that umbrella. I did cover it. Oh, good. Just from the direct sunlight. Right. Right. Because those things get hot mm-hmm. when it's 100 degrees outside. So yeah. I did cover, but I didn't, you don't want it in an enclosed area. Right. But I did keep the direct sunlight off of it. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's carbon monoxide is what it's giving off. Right. And you, and carbon monoxide will get you before you know it. It's like you, taking your lawnmower into your living room and cranking it up. Right. Exactly. Know? And, and just letting it run in your living room. Don't do it. We're going to have dangers from that. And be sure for the heat today, hydrate. Lots of fluids. Get out of the hot, hot house if you can. Sit out in the where the air is circulating. Go to one of the cooling shelters if you don't have any power. Go to one of the libraries. Go to one of the malls and just walk around. Get mm-hmm. out of the heat mm-hmm. if at all possible because you don't want to be one of those that has to call 911 later today. Because you stayed in that hot house and you weren't hydrated and then you're having having problems. 
Try to stay safe, mm-hmm. stay hydrated, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, Mike and McCarty. 101.7 FM.